0: you tired of chasing perfection and always feeling like you fall short? There is a better way. Welcome to the Pop Coach Life with your host, Sharon Smaga, where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. She's going to turn what you think you know on its head and help you discover a life filled with meaning and joy. So buckle up, Buttercup, because here comes Sharon. This is Sharon Smaga, and this is Pop Coach Life, and glad to be on here talking to you today, and I got something burning, a hot topic burning on my brain, Um, just thinking in raw and real terms for myself and wanted to get on here and share. I wasn't actually planning to record this week, but I feel um, compelled, if you will, to share some information And maybe this is just part of me sort of thinking this out loud for myself, right? That um, we're all trying to figure out this thing called life. So welcome back to Pop Coach, where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. And as um, some folks shared with me the other day, apparently welcome back to some raw and real content. So in that vein, and with holidays coming up, um, I think we're all facing some extra stressors and things that we're not sure how to navigate in relationship. And we have relationships that are going well, right, overall. <clears throat> maybe we've got, we've got some conflict and friction, and that's normal, and that's fine, but they're fairly healthy. We feel close. We feel connected most of the time. Um, and then, you know, we've all had relationships where um, sometimes we just have to know it's time to let go of something and not continue to try to force it, push it, make it work, um, and sometimes maybe even because um, some of you have experienced being in In relationships that are literally physically psychologically unsafe Um, so today though I'm kind of talking about relationships that uh, need healing and we I think we've all got some of those and I've been thinking on some of that in my life today excuse me and I'm working off some notes here so if you're watching um, the video podcast uh, be patient with me please because I am working off notes and going to try to make this all work because I was thinking out loud on paper. So there are relationships that need to be let go. There are relationships that are going well, but there are also relationships that need healing. And maybe in the relationships that need healing, um, you've let go. I've certainly struggled with how do I work toward healing and not let go of the relationship because Uh, There's a protective thing in me, right, that wants to disconnect and sort of shut down and sort of um, protect my heart. But in that, I am actually letting go of a relationship and I can't let go of it and be part of healing it. So I'm talking about those today. Um, And maybe you've let go because it feels like a landmine or it feels impossible. It hurts so much. You want to reject, close off your heart, protect, like I mentioned earlier. But I want to just encourage you. To be aware of making an indictment in a relationship that you actually want to heal. That you are working on creating healing. Um, An indictment is an accusation. It's a formal charge of wrongdoing. So it doesn't work because if if I issue an indictment on you, I am basically saying I'm charging you with wrongdoing. I'm accusing you. And now I'm not saying that that person maybe hasn't failed you in some way. I, I'm not talking, I'm not saying they're fine. What I'm saying is if you are the one issuing the charge, instead of being connected intimately, you're sort of playing judge and jury. It doesn't work, right? Because it's an accusation versus the person acknowledging that they've hurt or wronged you. So I may be right. I can issue an indictment on you, right? You've hurt me. And I may be right, but if that's all I can sit with, I'm not going to contribute to healing the relationship. I am too busy blaming you for what's wrong in it. So it, in fact, works against that healing that we are striving for. But I had this idea, so bear with me. So what if we learn to step back from issuing indictments? Issuing accusation, blaming the other person. What if, and this is what I've been sitting with a lot, we issued a chronic or constant, let me say it that way, what if we learned to issue a constant invitation? An invitation is a a solicitation, it's a request, it's an ask, it's an attempt to get another person to join you. And in the day-to-day sense of this, it's literally an invitation, and an invitation typically to a celebration, an event, a feast, a banquet. I've actually been invited to a ball this year, a Christmas ball. I actually had to order a gown for, um, and it's a big party. We're dressing up, we're doing up our hair, we're putting on makeup. Whipping out the fancy stole to go around the ball, ground, ball around the ball gown for warmth. So this is an invitation to a party, right? It's a welcoming. So it invites you really, and it's a celebration. The reason I'm going is it's with a friend. Her husband does not want to go. He's very introverted, <laughs> and I had told her sort of flippantly one year, "Well." You know, I've never been to one of those. If you ever want somebody to just go with you, let me know and I'll go. So here we are a couple of years later and she's like, guess what? This is what we're doing. And I said, okay. And she invited me into that with her. And really what that is, if you think about it, it's a celebration of our relationship. It's a celebration of our friendship because she wouldn't have asked me to go otherwise. We don't usually invite And and maybe we ought to, but we don't typically invite strangers to our kid's wedding or somebody we don't know to go to a ball with us. Like, this is a big deal, right? And so it infers an intimacy. So in that celebration, if you think of relationship and inviting people, so if the relationship, you know, you're saying, come to the party with me. Come, I want to celebrate our relationship. In that celebration, there can be the grace created that invites us also to express sincere regret so where there has been wrongdoing um, we have that safety to express sincere regret we have the safety to connect with one another in loving deference so instead of it being an indictment an accusation who's going to confess who's going to take the punishment it becomes more of a here are the things I think that I did that contributed to where we landed and and I'm inviting you into that with me by me owning my stuff. And when you give that time, that space, that increases, let me say it this way, increases the likelihood that, if not right away, but that over time even that person more and more can step into that with you and also um, take responsibility for their, whatever they need to. and that is how we begin to heal. So I'm going to state my hypothesis today is that I cannot issue an invitation and indictment at the same time. So if we're working toward healing and relationships, um, I think there's benefit to stepping back and asking, what am I issuing here? Am I actually issuing an invitation? Or is the way that I'm going about things issuing an indictment? And I I will be the first to confess to you all that Um, I struggle with this with my personality and temperament type. I really struggle. I even struggle with, even if my uh, intention is to issue the invitation, I don't always have the wording I want for it. I don't always know how to communicate it in a way that is coming across as an invitation. So it's okay to acknowledge what you bring to the table and work on that. I can't encourage y'all enough. So again, I'm not suggesting ignoring wrong behavior, but I'm labeling the need to forgive so that we can continue to invite people into relationship. To forgive means to forget, to choose to let something go. Um, It doesn't mean we let somebody continuously re-indress in the same way over and over and over. However, I could probably argue that too, but that feels like a whole nother podcast. So it doesn't mean you pretend everything's fine. That's a better way to say it. We don't pretend everything's fine. We're not glossing it over, but we are finding a way to let go so that we can continue to invite people into relationship where we want healing with that person and in that relationship. So I would say this is a big part of that pathway to healing. Now I'm going to label something that I've really struggled with. Sometimes that other person may continuously decline your invitation. Ouch, right? So what do we do with that? I have come to this. I have either decided I want that relationship to heal or I haven't. So there's no bailout. There's no point where, Uh, My feelings are too hurt to quit inviting. I have had examples of that in my life where somebody loved me enough to keep inviting me into the relationship. Um, And I think at times they probably felt like I bit them like a rattlesnake a little bit. And they continued to invite, continued to invite. So my suggestion is going to be if you're really committed to healing relationship, that you continue to invite every time they decline. You accept it with grace. You don't guilt. You don't dump. You don't snap back over to indicting them or blame. Um, And you're going to have to work this out in your head and heart every single time. It's hard. It hurts. It hurts. Okay, I'm going to acknowledge that. But we need to keep inviting. They may not be ready even if you are. And so what about that timing? So an invitation is not a demand. It's an invitation. Have you ever had somebody um, that you're close to say, you have an open invitation to my house. What does that mean? That means at any time, for any reason, in now or in the future, they are welcome in your home. And I think if we're trying to heal relationship, we need to extend that open invitation, which means we deal with the hurt feelings if we feel rejected in a moment, but we come back, we accept that the no, we accept the being ignored. We because that's another way of saying no, right? We accept sometimes maybe pushback that comes out in a sort of passive aggressive way. We deal with that hurt, you know. This is where your your people are really important. You gotta have people in your life that you can sort of process with and that will encourage you in right ways. So you may need to process it with, with one of your people, right? Um but come back to the table and find another way to genuinely, from a right head and heart space, really important. Um, we don't extend invitations out of anger, by the way, the, the even if we think we are. It comes through in the way that we extend. So we want to be in the right head and heart space to extend another genuine invitation. Except they may not be ready. You may not actually be as ready as you think, by the way. Um, and so that's something to consider with the timing of it. So be patient with the timing. Continue to invite. A genuine invitation does not come to an end because you're having a moment or a feeling or hurt or angry, right? That's letting feelings take over relationship. So manage the feelings process and let them move through you. Get back to that right head and heart space and extend it again. Extend it again. And if you say how many times, Um, I don't know. How about we start with about 500? (laughs) There's not an end point to an invitation. And so um, the idea of pursuing the healing and the relationship you want means you continue to forgive, you continue to extend. I hope this has been helpful. I hope it has gotten you thinking. Um, I'm here to, I both want to in equal measure support and challenge y'all. Um, but this is kind of what I've got running through my head where I am uh, feeling that challenge that I want to acknowledge and not um, run away from. So here's to courage in your cup for the holidays coming up and into the new year. I love you guys. Keep pursuing purpose over perfection, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. been listening to the pop coach life podcast to catch all her past shows go to www.popcoach.life